All right, guys, what has happened? We're back again. We're back to a review. We're back in the new studio back in uh, back in Australia, back in Burley. So come back home for a little bit. We're having a bit of a reset. We have not had the uh, the best season, definitely not the season I wanted to start with. In the, I think, 11 years of racing, I've probably only not qualified three or four times or something like that in my whole career. That was flat tires, crashes, all that kind of stuff. And to, yeah, to not qualify three races in a row is uh it's pretty disheartening to be honest i felt good coming in and for whatever reason just couldn't find it at lens high which is kind of frustrating because that's a track that i've just always seemed to be able to turn it on there i've got my first podium there i've just always had good results always been in the top 15 pretty much so that one yeah that one had me questioning kind of where i was at and what was going on and then going into leo gang i was just like all right let's pull it back together i felt good in practice i had good speed and then had a massive crash in my qualifying run I don't know, it's like when you're already kind of not really feeling the best and then you're laying on the side of a hill in pain, it's just like, yeah, again, just disheartening. It's like you put in a lot of work to kind of be there and to, to show up and then when you don't do it, you feel like you're letting people down. So not the uh, not the start I was hoping for to get the season kicked off, but definitely kind of you got to take the good with the bad sometimes and it's just kind of not knowing. Like part of me like definitely feel like my heart's not quite in it like it used to be so that's obviously playing a factor in it but even without that like when I feel like I'm getting kind of a bit of a flow happening and then I just don't seem to be able to turn it on for finals which is something that I haven't really dealt with before like I've always been the other way where if I'm not feeling that good in practice I knew for finals or qualifying I could kind of like pull it together so to have that kind of go out the window now and do the opposite where I actually ride tight and ride slower when it counts is something that I haven't really dealt with before. So just trying to like understand that and how to kind of shake that is kind of what I'm doing now. So I'm back in Australia for a little bit now, having a bit of a reset and yeah, just kind of figuring things out and see where the kind of future holds. Obviously finish these World Cup season and try and come out swinging when I come back over for uh, for Andorra. But yeah, see how, see how the rest of the season goes. We've still got five races, so it's still a lot of racing to go and anything can kind of happen. And obviously you get the right mindset, you get some good training in, you can show up and turn things around pretty quickly. But just want to go enjoy myself, have fun, like keep just being positive, keep going forward and, and see where it takes us. But yeah, definitely not the start I wanted. But going to a little bit of review of the uh, the World Cup we just had in Val It's a bit late. I've just got back from Australia. I was going to do this with Eddie, but kind of it's a bit hectic after as soon as you finish your race to try and like line people up and get people talking. But one of the, if not the hardest tracks of the whole entire World Cup circuit, and it did hold up pretty well. Bits deteriorated quickly, but other bits actually held up quite well. Comparing it to last year, like last year, the day we first day of practice felt like race day this year so to put that in comparison by the time we race this year that's where we we're starting off last year so it was a lot better stuff held up better it was tricky as well because the rain kept coming in like all kind of all week it kind of would like have little showers here and there it didn't do a whole lot to be honest like it had showers overnight but on race day it actually rained in the middle of downhill finals and then this is the third yeah, third year in a row where that's happened. It happened at Worlds. It happened last year, and now it happened again this year. So at about, when I say around 3 p.m., it seems to just, like, rain just en- just enough, like, enough that it kind of screws up the guys in the middle. But then seems once the sun, come out, sun, once the sun comes out, it seems to dry up and actually be decent for the last guys. So it was one of those races. The first guys came down. 
set some like some pretty good times and then the rain came and just no one else was coming close Bernard Kerr was actually in the hot seat at the time and you start to get those feelings of like oh is he kind of is he won it now and I think a lot of people were kind of thinking that it's, and they even like seeing how Bernard's um, body language and stuff was when you saw him sitting there he looked pretty comfortable and then I think it wasn't until maybe Troy came down and started to put some time into him you could see like the, the body language change and we're like okay we've actually got a proper race on our hands so it's it's never a good feeling as well when you're like even if you like you don't want to do well because of the weather like even when I was in Mont Saint Anne when I got second to Gwyn when he won in the rain like sitting there it just feels like imposter syndrome in a way and I feel like if you did win like you can say oh yeah I won a World Cup but there's always going to have that asterisk next to your name and I just don't think that's a good feeling and I think it takes away from you if you were to actually win properly because it doesn't feel like the first time even though it kind of is so. Yeah, we never like to see it when it rains and kind of and kind of blows out the the results and changes things up. So it was good the sun come out. I feel for the guys that went in the rain. Like there was guys like my teammate Dylan Levesque, uh, Greg Minar. Uh, who else was it? There was a few few guys that got really screwed. Ollie's war. He was in the rain and that track. Like watching watching and knowing the feeling you get when you're at the top of a, a World Cup race run and you know people have gone down when it isn't wet and then knowing you've got a race in the wet you haven't practiced in the wet the track's super difficult super hard to ride in the wet and because parts are so covered with trees you get parts that are just bull dust and then you go into icy corners which are out in the open so pretty much everything in the open gets slippery and wet everything that's hard packed and everything in the open and then everything in the forest is still blowing out dust balls so you're kind of balancing these two things of like do i put wet tires on do i put keep dry tires on and how do I push? Like, how do I push when stuff, it's kind of this mixture of like stuff's perfect, stuff's terrible and stuff's blown out. So it's like, you're kind of balancing these three different conditions in one run. So hats off to the guys that came down in the wet and actually like laid down good runs. Like I talked to some of the guys and they're like, I'm super happy with how I rode, but you're still just not going to be anywhere near the time when you've kind of got to deal with those conditions. So feel for those guys, but I'm glad the sun did come out. I'm, I'm glad that the, uh, the guys actually had decent runs towards the end and, Man, super like super exciting race to see how some of these guys throw down threw down. I was pumped. Saw Troy; he did well. I was kind of he was one of my picks, and just a it seems like the lighter riders. And in saying this, I know Greg won world champs there a couple of years ago, and he's obviously one of the bigger riders. But just looking at the guys that do well there, it seems like the lighter you are, and the kind of more you can skim over stuff. You don't get so jacked up by all the big holes. You can kind of like skim over the top like you watch Jackson's run and he just bounces everywhere like he just bounces over stuff and that's like the benefit obviously being smaller Troy's similar to that even Loris isn't the biggest guy either it's like all these guys that are a bit smaller can seem to like bounce through stuff and don't get so like caught up in the bigger holes which Baldasol has tons and tons of them so you see him and they're just so light especially towards the end of the run you see Jackson just looking so much more fresh than everyone else like he's still attacking and he's still just like flowing where a lot of the other bigger riders and other guys you see they get to the bottom they fatigue their body position changes they start to ride more over the front their elbows come out and you can just say like oh man you're tired like and I know that feeling firsthand how bad that is when you get to that point where you're like okay this is uh it's kind of like damage control autopilot kind of thing but you see the guys that are fresh at the bottom and how much more they can attack and how much time they can actually make up, which is, is pretty cool to see. But my um, my standout was definitely Thibaut de Prella's run. That was, man, I kind of, 
I wanted him to win just because of how much he threw at that run and how many moments he had. Like the whole, if you watch his run back the whole way down, you're just like, is he going to win or is he going to crash? Like I'm pretty sure through one section, you do like a big step down and he like gets his back wheel kicked. And I'm pretty sure it hit a tree. I'm like, I might try and find the clip and put it in, but his back end kicks out and it just like slaps a tree and then puts him straight again. And he just does not let off the gas at all. I was watching that and I was, you know, when the person that has the best run might not actually be the person that wins and like not to take away from, from Jackson's run, he was obviously smooth and clean and did the job, but just watching T-Bow's run, I was like, man, that's, that's proper mountain biking. And you see at the end, he like rips his goggles off and <laughs> to quote, uh, to quote Step Brothers, he had this crazy look in his eyes. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure at one point he said, let's get it on. <laughs> but to see him come down and lay that down and, and he obviously had a big moment towards the end where he lost a bit of time. So it would have been interesting to see how close to Jackson's time without that big mistake he would have been because they went back and forth the whole time. I think he had better splits at the top. I think he was the fastest at the top and maybe at the second one. And then Jackson pulled time back. And obviously, if you're going to push that hard and make those mistakes, it's all part of the racing. So I'm like not taking away from Jackson at all. But just to see those two have definitely, when they're both on, they've got like the speed to win. And Tebow is one of those guys who will lay it down. Like he will throw down a, a really, really solid run. So definitely super exciting to see that. Loris Verge, he was the guy that came down very last. And I'm not sure if he just like, because he's qualified, he's qualified first before and he's won before. Like he did the same thing last year where he qualified first and then won. But just watching his run back and seeing it, he seemed, I don't know, he made, he just seemed like he made all these little mistakes. Like he seemed like he was like over jumping stuff and hitting stuff and getting a bit swirly at the top. And I think that just kind of carried through his run. So kind of not really his MO. Like normally he's super clean, like consistent, just gets the job done. But he just seemed like he kind of overrode it a little bit in like compared to how he normally would. So a bit interesting, but he's kind of the silent assassin at the moment. Like he's still always just there, but he doesn't say a whole lot. He's not too loud. He's not too flashy, but he kind of just gets the job done. But that was cool to see him. I think he, what did he land? Fifth, I'm pretty sure. So he landed fifth. Troy was fourth, which is cool to see him back up there. Finn Isles, he got third. And another guy that's just like super consistent this year. Like I think he's found his rhythm. He knows his, what he's capable of. He knows what to do. And he's just kind of not riding above himself at the moment. Like he just seems to be finding his groove, finding his flow. And you see him in practice and he just looks super yeah, consistent. Doesn't look like he's overdoing it. Like I know in the past, I think he would just come out swinging and just blow up. And now he's kind of like, all right, just take it back 10%, be smooth, consistent, and then build on that speed. And it seems to be working for him. So... I think he's yeah definitely one of the guys for like an overall be right there for the overall. It's going to definitely it's it's going to be interesting as well because the junior guys obviously they've got the speed like Jackson's won, Jordan's already won this year, like they're showing they've got that speed. But it's just going to be interesting to see how they can use that as the season goes on. Like I said it before in the last review after Leo Gang about maintaining that and having that pressure at the end of a season when we saw with Jordan, he won the first race and then we had the pressure of then having the leader's jersey and being number one and he didn't do that well at Leo Gang. So it's like then he came to Valdesol and didn't have that pressure and then he still crashed, but he was sitting third at the last split before and he crashed on a bit that was right at the end of the track, slippery corner, like easy mistake. I don't think that was because of pressure or anything. I think that was just a racing incident, but it's going to be interesting to see as the season goes on and those guys are right at the pointy end, whether they could win an overall, whether that will play a factor. 
And like I was saying how someone like a Loic or a Loris or something in that situation where the pressure's on, they can kind of deliver. So that's going to be super interesting to see how that all plays out and see how the junior guys kind of deal with that pressure in the future and where they go from there. So super interesting. But Valley Hole, she got the set, another win. So she won at home soil and then she won here. She just seems like she's on a bit of a tear now, like just consistent, smooth, no real mistakes in a run and just putting in like pretty big margins into people. So I think she's definitely got the momentum. But it's interesting to see she's actually not leading the overall. Like Cami Blanche is leading even though Valley's won two races. I think she was fourth at the first one. But Cami's just been consistent second, second, second. So it's interesting to not be leading the overall and, when, and you've won two World Cups, but that's kind of consistency's key here and that's obviously paying off. So that was cool to see. Jess Blewett, she was in third. That was cool to see her do super well here and kind of get, get on that third place step. Marin, she's coming back as well. She was in fourth. She's been slowly building as well. She hasn't kind of had that all-out speed to run with the, like, the front like Valley and Cami for a while. She was definitely the one, like back in 2019, 2020, she was like the one to beat. And I don't know what's happened, but she's kind of just like still obviously got the speed, but not quite to that like winning race pace. So it's going to be interesting to see if she kind of keeps building this confidence with like a fourth here and a third there. And then she might come out and just lay one down. So that was really cool. Nina Hoffman, she was in fifth again, just like building and consistent, which is cool to see. And I'm pretty sure Jess, uh, Jess was... I'm not sure what her splits were, but she, I think, I think she was, um, sorry, I'm trying to look for something. Oh, and Ra Rachel's still third in the overall and she's not even been to this one. wonder if she will come, will come back. Um... No, it was Gracie crashed, and then she still pulled, had the fastest bottom split. So she was hauling at the bottom, and I saw she pulled back a heap of time. But I think if she didn't crash, she would have been right there as well. She looked like she had good speed and just super good bike control. Like, when you watch her ride, like, she's just, you can notice, the, like, the girls that are fast and then the ones that are fast but then really controlled as well. Like, there's ones that you watch and they're, their speed's there, but you kind of, they're on the edge a little bit. And then the ones that have really good bike control, really good jumping skill, like you notice they kind of stand out. So she's definitely one to look out for as well. But super interesting uh, with the with the different kind of, it just seems like in all the categories, in the elite, in the elite men and elite women, especially seeing as there's been three different winners in three different races for the men and the kind of elite women's podium keeps getting kind of jumbled around. It's like, it's cool. It's cool to see a lot of people can do well this year and like they're definitely like shining through as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be super interesting season. There's a massive break now. So there's a huge break about a month or so before world champs in Fort William, which if I was to put my money on someone there, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Laurie, I'm thinking Laurie Greenland. I reckon he's going to lay it down. I think he's, he's got a lot of speed there. I think him, him, T or Tebow, yeah, I'm thinking him or Tebow is going to be up there or possibly even... I'm just trying to think, like, it's you've got to be... It's interesting that Fort William's such, like, you, I feel like you have to be such a powerful rider, but then these smaller guys seem to be doing super well. Like, you see Amory, Greg, that kind of build. G, for example, have always done well there, but now, like, Laurie did really well last year. Um, Amory's kind of been on charge, but obviously he won't be there this year because of the injury. Wish him all the best. But, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be an interesting, interesting one. Um, before we get out of here, 
kind of just kind of just rambling a little bit on this one, but people have sent me some questions. I like wrote a thing. What what do you want to know about this race? So there's a few random ones. People asking about what the track was like. So asking if it was worse when it was blown out or when it rained. Honestly, when it's blown out, it's not that bad. It's hard to judge holes and stuff like that. But on the whole, you kind of know on the whole, on the kind of hole as a track, you kind of know what you're getting. And some stuff pushes a bit wider, but you can kind of judge it. When it rains like that, like the roots are so slippery. The dirt's not too bad. The dirt in some spots where it's glossy, but where it's powder, it's actually not super bad because it kind of turns a bit pasty. But just the fact the roots are like snipers and then you're dealing with that and then you're going back to dust. So you just got the different conditions make it super, super hard to deal with. But yeah, it's just the constant change is the biggest thing to deal with there because it's like you go from part of the track's perfect, part's slippery as hell, and then part's dusty. So it's just kind of adapting and 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 working out how hard to push in each sec- section. For the bottom jump, someone asks if it's actually that big in real life. It's not super big. It's just the speed you come off it, you're going so quick, and then also the fact that by that time, you're so tired. Like, for example, Joe Breeden blew his hand off. He landed, then hit a breaking bump and blew his hand off and somehow held on to it. He went over the berm and went to the four-cross track, but he survived, which was... You know, when you see something and you're just like, oh man, that could have been so much worse. So that was um, that was lucky for him. But yeah, it just shows you how rough the track is and how blown out your arms are. Guy asked me about whether arm pump is immune for downhill races. Definitely not for me. I definitely get it. But when I was teammates with Steve Smith, he, he said that he just never gets arm pump. Like it was never an issue that he had. So some guys magically don't get it. I've also talked to um, David Trummer and he says I don't get any arm pump at all. So there is a few guys. I think it's a bit of a spectrum. I think people get it worse than other people, but you definitely see the people that probably don't get it normally do better at the bottom splits. Like David Trump is someone that builds in his run, and that's the reason I asked him at Valdesol last year. I'm like, dude, you always build. You always like start off not like terrible, but you always you might be two seconds down, and then you'll pull that back and be up at the end where I would normally be the opposite. And he's like, oh, yeah, just never get arm pump. Always feel great at the bottom. So there are some guys out there that don't seem to um, deal with it. How is Ollie Davis looking? Ollie Davis is looking good. And he was, uh, I think he got 30, 30th, or I think 30th in quality and then 32nd in the semi. So he just missed out in the finals. But definitely finding his own now and, and building into it and doing really well. So super proud of Ollie. He's been someone I've helped out for a while now. And it's cool to see him over there just killing it. And he's kind of a, on his own thing now. Like he was with uh, those War Brothers when they were on Union. And now they've kind of like stepped away and got their own deals. He's kind of like fend for himself a little bit but it's super cool to see him doing well now and finding his own feet and kind of having his own own thing happening so that's really cool so I'm pumped with him uh, three of the biggest takeaways from the past eight weeks <sighs> biggest takeaways downhill can be tough sometimes <laughs> but we, always, we already knew that takeaways can be tough uh, trying to stay focused on what you're doing like the head sometimes where I was going up in the gondola and my head was all over the place thinking about stuff and then not long after that, I managed to throw my head into the ground and have a pretty big crash. So just trying to stay focused on what you're doing, trying to have other thoughts come in and affect your mindset and and just when you're doing a job, focus on the job. Don't focus on past, present, future, all this other stuff. Just, well, obviously focus on present. Don't focus on past and future. So something I definitely need to work on. And then just kind of like appreciating the moment of being over there and, and doing it. I definitely was trying to do that more, but there's sometimes when things are going wrong that you kind of get into a bit of a negative spiral in your own head about why it's happening and I think it's just kind of like 
come back, take a breath and realize it's all good. So it's nothing. What else we got? How physical was the track? It was pretty bad, but again, comparing it to last year, it was nowhere near as bad as last year. So I guess when you got that comparison, it's not that bad. It's still obviously a super physical track. It's hard to kind of get, if you get out of flow, like a rhythm or a flow, it's hard to kind of get back into it because you don't have time to like breathe, reset. It's just like so full on, so much coming at you. There's like two spots, kind of the bridge at the top and then the big step down the middle are the two spots you can kind of chill and get your kind of breath and bearings back. But besides those two, those two spots, you're pretty much on it the whole time. So definitely a lot for your brain to, to deal with and take on board. So it's a, it's a full on track. Most rooms done in a weekend, six. And they were all done on the first day. That was in Mont Saint-Anne, not, not Val de Sol. But yeah, that was, uh, that was a big day. Why wasn't Remy My Smith disqualified? I don't know. He um he didn't really like he didn't cut the track. He just kind of went wide. I think there was no advantage made. He didn't really like he wasn't like cutting the track. Like he almost crashed, and his front wheel kind of went over the top of the pole. It didn't really go like he kind of hit over it. And I think just the fact that it was not like an inside or anything. Like he went wide, almost crashed, almost went into a spectator, and then kind of turned over the pole. I guess they looked at it that. Well, he's not making time and he's not, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm glad he didn't. He had a good run. He was riding good all weekend, build some confidence. We don't want to disqualify, disqualify people, especially for that kind of stuff when it's like, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a tricky one. I know that's, it's hard because then it's like, how far do you go with that? And if people are then are like, oh, well, I just ran it over, but you won't run it over to the inside and you like miss some holes and it does get a bit of a gray area, but yeah, it's, it's tricky. I'm glad he didn't. Remy's doing super well. Like he, look good in practice all week and just building that confidence and I hope he just continues to build on that like I know him and his brother Luke they're guys that will throw everything at it and sometimes that's not the best approach because then you can have that crash and that setback and it can kind of dim the confidence and you got to rebuild again so it's like he's got this momentum it's like just keep shipping keep building keep building keep building and then eventually you'll be there and you're like oh man this is just this is just the norm now this isn't out of the ordinary me being in, on the podium or top 10 guy consistently. So definitely got a bright future for both those guys. But yeah, it's cool to see Remy yeah, laying it down and, and actually staying on the bike, which is cool. Uh, what else we got? What is my approach towards riding the Valdesol track? Is it scary to ride? It's not really scary. It's just a lot to take on mentally going into it. So I think you just kind of got to build into it. I don't think you want to come out swinging first run and throw yourself at the ground the track changes so much which is also really good so you do your first run and then the lines can change for the second you kind of constantly because it's evolving so much which i talked about this previously what i think is really good for a downhill track because it's constantly changing you're constantly changing your lines your speed your approach everything's it's like you're building with as the track's building so it's like for example leo gang's second run it was like a race run and you're already scared about the speed where valdesol by the end of the first day, you kind of, you've got your race speed, but then the lines are changing. So you've got to kind of check that. And then you're kind of adjusting as you go and you're building through the weekend where a track like Leo Gang or even Lenzerheide to a certain extent, it was pretty much second, third run. You're like, okay, this is race pace. And then the lines don't really change from there. You just like stay on that one and just keep pushing that limit. And I think that's how, when it gets, uh, when it gets a little bit dangerous. Was the track freshened up? Was it? track refreshed up to scratch for world cup i think it was good they they did put a lot of dirt in i think i said this in the past though i just don't think you need to put so much dirt in you kind of just need to alter it to go different ways which they did in spots which was really good but 
I think just feeling dirt over the top of stuff it doesn't always work I think it's like we just need new tracks but again they've kind of set it up so they have it for TV they've cut trees down so the viewing's better it's there's certain things that it's hard to change I think I'm just like a I don't want to say old school because I haven't been doing that long but you used to go to a same location and they'd have a completely new track so you get used to that and then when they go somewhere and don't change it it becomes like come on there's so much there's so much hill here there's so many spots to go so yeah I think that's good when's the next Froth TV uh, I don't know I need to get him on to do a podcast I think it would be really cool we'll put up a little clip everyone seems to appreciate jo- Joshy Froffer he's just having a good time he's having fun so no definitely want to chat to him more and, and yeah get him on get him on the pod and make a uh, make a little episode out of that but yeah it definitely gets me hyped up when I'm around him so yeah good good kid good energy and good person to be around um I'm probably just going to call it at that um compare this year to previous years comparing it to last year I guess like I said this track was just destroyed last year but it was I don't know, it was, it was weird because even just going there because it was the last World Cup last year, it was kind of like almost just like trying to get over the line. Like, you know, when it's like you're so close to the end that you're just like, I'm like we're almost there. Like, we've, we've had a big block of racing. You're tired. You kind of just want to get it done. So it was funny going there this year and not having that feeling of just like, oh, like you're almost there. Just like just one more race kind of thing. So it was cool going there with that, that kind of feeling of just like, just get through it kind of thing so and then just the fact the track was easy made it a lot better but uh, I feel like I'm rambling at the moment but it'd be good to do this straight after the race more or less I feel like I'm trying to like remember things and pick stuff apart about it but yeah all in all pretty epic race epic to see the direction it's going and the speed every everyone's going and like how it's all kind of elevating and yes see the young guys coming up it seems like it seems like it's become a young man's sport, like just with how many young up-and-coming kids seem to be flying now and don't ke- seem to care for their safety. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out and see who's uh, see who's on top at the end. But, yeah, big break now. I'll try and do more of these. I'm going to do one uh, soon as well about selection for world champs and certain things and things I think about. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling and you guys can stop looking at my head. See you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace.